created as opportunities to connect today, and then I'm gonna give you all an opportunity to share. Um, if any of this stuff has kind of impacted your life, and we're gonna start with, if I could have the next slide, please. So since January, we have done all these things as a church, right? Pretty amazing. We did just kicked off with 21 days of prayer and fasting, open gym, basketball kicked off. Uh, we have had all summer long a weekly summer gathering for women where we've been praying together and um, learning how to look at scripture. Um, we did the Jesus and Women's Bible study again. Um, in the women's and men's only categories besides the recurring things I just talked about. We walked on the 606, we did a spring tea, the men had a breakfast, we did a gaming night, uh, we had a women's encounter retreat, the Galentine's Crafternoon, uh, Whirly Ball, um, and then all church events that we've done was game night, Easter egg hunt, summer reading, Letters to Lincoln Park Outreach, 24 hours of prayer and fasting, a chili cook-off, family meal, growth nights we've had, dinner for eight was just last weekend, um, and we did big cleanup day. So whew, I'm exhausted just from reading all that stuff, right? The intention of all of that was to create more opportunities for folks to get together and meet one another and fellowship together and build connection around the community of faith that we are here. And so we thought we'd take a moment and check in and see if that has actually started to work with anybody. And I'm gonna kick it off by sharing how it's worked for me. So I've had a number of friends leave town um, in the past couple of years, and it has left a gap for me. Robin, I must be crying today, it's just a thing. Um, it's, <laughs> that's left a gap, a gap of friends for me, right? And these things have created this opportunity for me to connect deeper with people that were kind of on my fringes and pull them in closer. And that has been such an encouragement in my walk and it makes me look forward more and more to coming to church every Sunday, but also has prompted me to pray for those women, um, to know and ask, what's going on in your life? How's your mom doing? How's that friend of yours been? How's that injury that you had? How's your husband doing? All of those things. And I, it's just been such a blessing to me to be able to have that opportunity so frequently and with regularity. Um, and so I just wanted to share that with you. But I also want to give the opportunity, I know Bobby always says this, break the ice, one person has to break the ice and then the floodgates will start. But if anybody, as you look at all of those things and you think about people you met or conversations that you had, how did God use those in your life to encourage you, to push you forward, um, or just to give you a smile on your face? So, let me stop talking and see if anybody, just raise your hand if you'd be willing to share. <laughs> Yeah, my name's David, and uh, one of the things that was just really cool was just this last weekend, um, the dinner's for eight. It was just a fantastic time. It was uh, no pressure. It's just people gathering in Christ's name and sharing a meal. And my wife and I hosted, and, you know, it was just lined up randomly. You didn't know what group you were going to end up with. And it was really just 
so fun to connect with people in a social setting over a meal, you know, connect with people we already knew, and we got to know several new people. And I'm not going to embarrass the person, but I will say that there was somebody that made a blackberry pie from scratch, and it was absolutely amazing. I'm still thinking about it. All right, Clarissa, I'm coming to you. You got a minute. <laughs> trying to think of how to break this up. No, um, okay, good. I'm glad I can see it back there, too. So, the women. I'm going to brag on the women first. So when I came here, I was very pregnant. You guys will see my crazy kids running around here. There wasn't really a lot of like women connections yet. And then our hidden like gym out in like desert was Robin. Robin came here and she just came with a calendar, came with ideas. The retreat, I mean, I don't know, do you wanna call that retreat last year that we did or our getaway? Um, absolutely amazing. The fact we have five spots open any women in here, if you thought about it and you're thinking about it and you have the availability, sign up. It's an opportunity to connect with just folks that you probably don't get to talk to at church. Or for me, a lot of times I get to connect with the moms or we'll get to basketball, I get to connect with some of our men here on Mondays, but it's just been such a blessing. Um, Robin has found different ways and in our, our whole leadership team in the women's ministry to, to connect with everybody. Not everybody likes to walk or run, but for those who did join for the 606, it was so, it was a blessing. We got to pray for people at the coffee shop. Um, what else did we do? Um, the crafternoon, we have some very good crafters in here, and that, it like, speaks to me. We even did a time where um, we went and did the, not the, the vintage, not the vintage. The, just the going out and going to different, um, what is the shop's called? Thrift stores, sorry y'all. This is why I said how much time we got. I got mama brain too. But just to say, the women's gatherings, if you haven't been to one and you've thought about it, please sign up, please come, just your presence. A lot of times the Lord just needs your availability. Just step in and then you might see how he blesses you. And then basketball on Monday nights. If you guys haven't came, you should totally come. It's a ton of fun. And recently in the last two weeks, I've got to have some sideline conversations, even outside of just playing, that blessed me. Opportunities to share your testimony with people that I just probably would not talk to at church, just straight up, I'll be honest. So it's exciting. Like you get to meet new people and celebrate with people. And I'm really big about being specific because we serve a God of specifics. So when people come to you and they open up and they share something in confidence, I love being able to pray for them and then see the Lord deliver those things. So these all, all of these events really open up opportunities to be intentional with one another and to be vulnerable. And that's what we need in this church body to grow and further the kingdom. So show up, they're good. If gaming's not your thing, running's not your thing, maybe make a recommendation of what is your thing so we can get connected. But so far, y'all been hitting all the things for me. <laughs> Thank you, Clarissa. And I will just, I will reiterate what Clarissa said. If we haven't hit your thing yet, let us know, because we, we got a running list of things we'd like to do. Paintball came up, and so we're doing that. I'm a little jealous that it's a men's event, but come on. I just wanted to quickly add, for the basketball, like, we've been, like, in, inviting people who don't go to church, and so people are coming every week that that don't go to church, so it's like a you know, good opportunity um, in, in that way as well. Thank you. Anybody else want to share how, um, 
how the, any of these events or anything else that you've gone to, just connections with people at church, have in some way encouraged your faith or your walk or just encouraged you in general? I know there's got to be at least one more story out there. Mike again. Um, so we, the, the men's breakfast, I remember we, we used that as an opportunity to say goodbye to, uh, to Roe, who moved um, to Africa, and it was a, just a really nice time of just uh, praying for him and over him and um, just hearing, again, his like, uh, amazing enthusiasm and just vision for, what, for uh, what, what he wants God to do through him in Africa, and it was a, just a really good uh, send-off. Thanks, Mike. Sarah Beth. So um, I've been in Chicago for a year now, and one thing I know from moving frequently is that it's really hard to make friends. It just takes time and shared experiences. Um, and so going specifically going to the women's um, prayer night or Bible study this summer, uh, we spent a lot of time just praying for one another, and I've been so blessed by how People have been transparent, which allows me to be transparent and to really know what's going on in people's lives. And so that's that's built a, a sense of closer connection for me, and I look forward to continuing those friendships and, and deepening them. One last call. Laura. So I've been coming to the growth night. And let me tell you, I didn't think that I could learn something new, but um, I think it's timely for me personally. So I've been getting a lot out of it. Um, some of the things that we're going to be talking about the next go round uh, might be a little scary because I think it involves spiritual warfare because we went through the first uh, like part last time. So if you're interested in that, I think that's been really good conversations after, but during, and it's a video, so it's not, you know, you don't have to talk or really, but I think just being in the body of Christ with other believers who already have that um, awareness of some of these things that are deep in the Bible that um, we still can learn from who God is and um, give him all the glory. So if you're available, check out the growth night. Thank you, Laura, and I'll reiterate that as well. Some of the things, like the, the women's, Jesus and Women's Bible Study and the Growth Night have just deepened my understanding of the Bible in ways. It just, and I've, I've been going to church since I was three years old, you know, um, and have a master's degree from a Bible school, and I'm still learning, and I love that. Um, so what we've got offering, whether it's fellowship, whether it's deeper learning, whether it's prayer nights, whatever, um, I'll just reiterate what Clarissa said. Get involved if you haven't already, and keep coming if you haven't, if you, if you have been. So with that, I'm going to bring Ed up here. He is going to share a little uh, word with us. Thanks, Sue. Morning, everyone. Oops. Pick those up later. <laughs> Thanks, Sue, again, for leading us through that time of reflection. Um, I hope you're as encouraged by all that as um, I was hearing it. Uh, I know summer can often, too, be a time where people just get completely disconnected and 
uh, schedules change, and so uh, it's been great to see so many people staying connected through those events. Uh, church, if we haven't met before, as Sue said, my name is Ed. I'm also part of the leadership team here, um, and I uh, get the opportunity, maybe I drew the short straw or you drew the short straw, we'll find out at the end of this, um, but I will get the opportunity to lead you through um, our series in Exodus today. So we'll be continuing our series in Exodus. Um, the remainder of the service, too, will still have some elements of sharing and interaction, um, but before we jump into Exodus, let me uh, pray for our service today, and then um, we'll go forward. So Father God, we thank you, Lord, that uh, the church is here, uh, that your church is present, that your church um, is coming to, to love you, to represent you, um, and to be your people, your hands and feet here, Lord. Um, I'm thankful for uh, uh, Bobby as he's here week in and week out, and grateful that him and um, his family has been able to get away for a weekend. I'm thankful for Lord, this leadership team uh, that we can continue in the service and find ways to, to worship you. We just love you, and we ask all this in your name. Amen. All right. Um, so we will be jumping forward uh, a few chapters today in our Exodus story. Um, and we'll be in Exodus 32. If you have uh, your Bible, uh, you can go there. If you're using a pew Bible, it's page 72. Um, we'll also have the verses on the screen here. So let me remind everyone um, where we're at in the story here. So we've gone through Exodus uh, 1 through 20 so far. Um, so this is a, a little bit of a jump. And last week we ended uh, talking through Exodus 19:20 um, about the God who covenants. We're reminded that God wants to be in relationship with us. So chapter 19 is an important marker in your Exodus story here. It is where it transitions from kind of the story of the people of Israel um, being saved from slavery into the second half about uh, the Ten Commandments and building the tabernacle. And so the story picks up uh, with people of Israel at the bottom of Mount Sinai. They've agreed to the covenant relationship with God that we discussed last week. And Moses has been on top of Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights. He's been in the presence of God. And we'll read along here, read along with me in chapter 32, starting in verse 1. It says, when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered themselves together to Aaron and said to him, up, make us gods who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So Aaron said to them, take off the rings of gold that are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the rings of gold that were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made a golden calf. And they said to him, These are the gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. And they rose up early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings and the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. And the Lord said to Moses, Go down, for your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way I have commanded them. They have made for themselves a golden calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed it and said, These are gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. This is the word of the Lord. 
So it doesn't take long into this story in Exodus 32 to see the Israelites failing in that commitment from chapter 19, that covenant relationship that they agreed to with God. Moses, their leader, had gone up to Mount Sinai to receive the commandments of God, and they're convinced that something happened to Moses. There's this gap of leadership there. And they ask Aaron, Moses' brother, too, to construct for the, a god for them. And Aaron, giving into their pleas, creates a golden calf. And the people begin worshiping, forsaking not only Moses, but the God who had just delivered them from slavery. The people of Israel have already broken the covenant made in chapter 19 and the first two commandments, as we see in Exodus 23 through 4. You shall have no other gods before me, and you shall make... Uh, you shall not make of yourself a carved image. Um, there's more to this chapter. You'll see uh, verses 9 through 35. And I'll be honest, uh, I struggle with fitting these verses into the time that we have today. Um, I don't want to gloss over, though, the heaviness. If you keep reading, it um, can generally be summarized as this. Moses, after pleading with God on the top of Mount Sinai to spare Israel, becomes furious, seating the Isle calf, hurls the tablets to the ground, shattering them, almost as a symbol of that broken covenant between God and the people. Moses confronts Aaron about his role in the people's disobedience. Aaron makes some excuses. I couldn't help, too, thinking about this as from, like, a brother relationship of the fact that, like, not only did they say, oh, Moses is gone, and Aaron doesn't uh, step into that leadership, he also betrays his brother, and they don't even want him to be the leader. They say, instead, just construct a golden calf for us. But Moses continues to plead, uh, despite their disobedience to God, to forgive them. And God, though, holds people accountable for their sin. Um, and a plague is brought upon as a consequence of their idolatry. So we're again focusing on the first nine chapters here, but we won't be able to break all that down. And I'll say that the text, though, serves as a powerful reminder, the consequences of idolatry and the importance of repentance and reconciliation with God. So we'll touch on those themes, but there is a lot there, and, and uh, we'd love to continue to break that down. But um, I want to go back to the beginning of the chapter, and I, I give you a depiction of the scene. So uh, here is what it looks like. Um, and you can stop trying to make sense of this. This is what an AI image generator told me uh, the Exodus scene looked like at the bottom of Mount Sinai. So the next image is probably a better representation. Uh, this is called the Adoration of the Golden Calf um, by Nicholas Poussin. So technology is not quite there yet um, to give us a true representation. But the idol depicted here is the golden calf, but idols come in many forms. And so what is an idol? And I think the easiest way to understand this question, from what we see in the text in Exodus 32, is anything that is put in the position of God. Uh, so I'm breaking every Bible school rule. I'm not going to give you three points today. Um, I'm just going to give you one. Um, so that one point I want you to take away from today is that God is the only God that's worthy of our worship. So in our lives today, uh, we often find ourselves serving and worshiping things other than the God Almighty. These idols may take the form of material possessions, career titles, relationships, or the constant distraction of technology. I need to ask myself constantly, who or what has my focus? Who or what am I putting in the position that God deserves? And so I want you all to ask that question to yourself today too. 
who or what has my focus? Who or what am I putting in the position that God deserves? And so during the remainder of our service, you'll get a chance to ask yourself those questions, both through an illustration and through communion. And I'm actually going to invite the ushers uh, up right now with something, and uh, the worship team can come up now too. Uh, I should have said earlier, if it feels like you haven't seen me as much often, it's because most of the summer I've been down in the orange room um, helping uh, fill in for uh, our ministry leader um, who, uh, who moved to the East Coast. Um, so you were not getting away today without doing a craft. Um, so, yeah, you can start passing. What you'll see um, in the baskets is that it contains either some air-dry clay or some paper and pens. Um, I will ask you to pick your medium of choice. So pick one or the other. Either take a bag of the air-dry clay, take a paper and a pen if you prefer to draw. Um, but what we're going to do is ask ourselves that question. Who or what has my focus? Who or what am I putting in the position of God? So this is going to be a chance for you to reflect on the own idols that might be in your life. Um, while you're shaping or drawing, the worship team will come up for a song. Um, and at the conclusion of that song, Robin's going to come up for a time of reflection. I know this can be a hard and heavy question too. So if you're thinking, what is it that I construct? What is it I draw? Um, I'd say, if the Lord puts something on your heart immediately, that's it. Um, could be... A, general too. I don't expect all of you are artists. If it's generally in the shape of a person, maybe it's a person in your life that represents. If it's, um, maybe it looks like a mirror because it's a person that you look in the mirror some days and see. If it's a phone, that constant distraction. Um, we will also too, if you took the clay, we'll have some baby wipes we'll pass out to help clean your hands after. Um, but I, you'll have the full time of this song. Uh, to take in this exercise. And so I just invite you to be honest with God, whatever it is you might be feeling. Um, yeah, take that moment. So again, enjoy the song, listen to the words behind it too, and I think it's a good reminder of our um, what you see here in the Exodus 32 chapter. And then at the conclusion of the song, uh, again, Robin will come up and take us through the remainder of this exercise.
Hopefully you're sitting there with some sort of little creation, whether you drew stick figures or created something out of clay. But it's really what's more important in your life than God? Where's your focus on most of the time? Um, I made a little book. So it's true confession time. I like control. And I think Clarissa actually made the joke about Robin and her calendar, right? The more organized I can get, the more detailed I can get, the more I can take control, right? My eyes on my planner, my eyes on my calendar, my eyes on how can I make things work the way that I want them to work instead of keeping my eyes on God and being open to what he wants. So what we're going to ask you guys to do is actually crush your idol, right? Crush your idol. And the second part, or if you have a pen, you know, paper and pen, um, don't rip it up, like scribble it out or something, because the second part of this is then creating a visual that reminds you of God. So for me, actually, I was really happy with my little book, but I'm going to create another book <laughs> because for me, it's time in God's word, right? It's getting to truly know and serve and love and um, just ingest, have that unquenchable thirst for God's word. So feel free to start creating what, what's going to remind you, right, that only God is worthy of your praise, right, and your worship. But we'd love to open up the mic, if you're willing, to share. Because maybe somebody today resonated with my need for control and my planner. Um, and so I'd love for people to share what is your idol, right? Like what is in place? Okay, so I'm going to pass the microphone. I love an eager volunteer. That's always a beautiful thing. My name is Daniel. I'm a friend of the North Hughes. We're here from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. And um, my idol, I, I had a complete blank piece of paper because everything it's an idol to me. I am so overwhelmed, so busy that God is not even in it, really. It's, I mean, I got to, to something. I go to church. I've been going to church since I was a child. I haven't felt a community feeling and a worship feeling like I did today mm. here. If I could, i moved to Chicago in a minute. Okay, so um, I need God in my life. That's the bottom line. Goodness, now it is a day for tears. <laughs> All right, raise your hand if you'd like to share as well. Thank you, Daniel. Hi, my name is Darian. Um, when I... I don't trust myself with clay, so I drew a little bit. And um, I don't, I, I do, I think, a pretty good job of reminding myself that God is above all things. But one thing that I've noticed happening recently is I've had a really hard time trying to get a job. Um, and I know that if I'm not careful, money can become my idol. That the, you know, the worldly need for, for money and, and to have that to do the things that you need to do and want to do. I know that that can become a crutch. So just a reminder to me that I need to stay focused, that God will provide for all my needs, that I will have everything I need, that I don't need more than I need. Um, just a reminder that money is important to this world, but it, it 
means nothing in God's kingdom. We will not take it with us <laughs> when we go back to the kingdom. So just a good reminder to like to stay focused that when I get a job, because I need one, <laughs> I will stay focused on what is truly important. Right, I'm this far back. Anybody back? I don't want to miss the uh, the balcony seating. Anybody back there need something to say? No pressure. Okay, good. Because I just didn't want to like turn my back on you, and then you're all like, "Wait, back here." All right. How about in front of me? Who would like? Who else would like to speak? Hey guys, I'm Leon. So I'm, I'm actually pretty proud of mine. It's a planner. Do you guys have a planner, so, or do you do yours on a phone? It's a planner. So I and my wife can contest it as too. Like we just fill our calendar with so much stuff if we, and this kind of goes along with what you were saying too, like just if we have an empty day, what can we do to fill it? Like what, what needs to be done? And so many times it's never God. It's never time, uh, whether it's devotional or prayer and um, just whatever it is, just putting God first is usually not a priority. And so this was definitely <laughs> very, very connected to a planner today. Uh, just, yeah. So it's a good analogy. Thanks, Leah. Who else would like to share? I feel like I should walk backwards. Fantastic. Thank you, Chavez. Unlike Leon, I'll stand up. So, <laughs> Unlike Leon and Robin and also my wife, I'm not a planner at all. I have a shared calendar, but don't use it at all. So, oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> So um, my biggest thing is um, I started drawing, terrible at drawing, is like I put myself at the center and um, like, you know, what do I like? Um, because something I've noticed is like my reading has been declining and my time with God because it's more of um, convenience. Not, I, not that I believe any less, but it's like, oh, you know, just hey, at work, I'd rather relax or I'd rather play the game or I'd rather be on YouTube, you know, to just get some time to myself and um, not really, Sorry, not really focused on him, but it's like, what can I do to create my own sense of enjoyment, you know? Um, so that's kind of been the, my idol is me and what do I want at that time to relax or feel good for the day? Who else would like to share? Uh, I, I love watching boxing. So, I did. Uh, I don't know if you guys can see it. It looks like a winter boot, but it's a big punch of boxing. Uh, pretty much what it means is, uh, I think my my idol is is my own strength. Like I like to fight for myself. Like uh, so, I do enjoy planning, and every time I set goals in life, I can take like a week, a month of just planning how I'm gonna get there and. And I forget that it's not my own strength, but by God's grace. And I forget to give God all my plans and be like, God, you know what? Why don't you do some editing? Why don't you remove, add? And uh, most of the times I end up failing. And I come back crying like a big baby to God. But uh, yeah, that's my idol. Thank you. It's hard to take the mic, right? And so we appreciate those of you who are willing to share. Um, if you didn't share publicly, maybe you share with somebody you're sitting near or somebody at home or somebody else. 
oh, up. I'm like, Sue, are you wanting to talk again here? <laughs> but I do want you to take a minute to recreate um, the piece of paper, something that you drew, or the shape that you molded. Um, I am realizing is that the older I get, the more visual I am. And so to have something visually sitting on my desk when I'm working, um, for me, again, I'm going to create another book, and now I'm motivated because Leon's book was better than my book. <laughs> Not competing, but just saying his planner looked better than my planner. So anyway, I'm going to create a book again, that reminder to just get in God's word, just to steep myself to have that unquenchable thirst for his word. And I'm going to have that little Bible sitting there, and where I work every day is that reminder that only he is worthy of glory, and only he is worthy of my worship. So I'm going to have my husband David come up, and we're going to shift from um, the idols to communion to celebrate as a body of believers. So yeah, we'll be uh, moving towards communion here. And you've heard from most of the leadership team today, and if you haven't met me, um, my name's David Nordhues. And um, one person on the leadership team you won't hear from today, but I wanna recognize, we got Kale up in our balcony today doing sound. So thank you, Kale. So if you haven't uh, done communion with us here at New Life, um, what we're gonna do here in a few moments is we're gonna pass the elements. We're gonna pass the bread and the juice and just take it and hold it for now and we will be partaking in uh, communion together. And for those of you um, who need a gluten-free option, please know that in the center of the bread tray is a gluten-free option for you. And so communion really reminds us of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Now Jesus took the penalty for our sin and he bore that on the cross for us. <laughs> 